Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. We're having a big week here. This is the big time of year for the Coker family. It is. Celebration on celebration on celebration. I just had a big old birthday. In a couple days, it's going to be Bo's birthday. Yep, that's our son who turns four next week. We have our niece mm-hmm. in between. Then your sister. Mm-hmm. It's just... My aunt is in there as we well. We got Mother's Day. Mother's Day is coming up. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. And it's mostly out of your pocketbook, I would say. Out of mine. Well, yeah, not mine. Oh, no. No, no, no. Don't say that. Not right now, please. Yeah, it's a busy time of year. It's a busy time for a lot of people with celebrations because, as you said, Mother's Day. Some people are celebrating some graduations. Unfortunately, people right, will right, be right. walking this year, which is too bad. Shout out to my good friend, Joel Parchment, who I went to high school with. And I graduated college years ago, in high school years ago, and he's graduating from college this year. And I'm so proud of him. Shout out to my man, Joel Parchment. Congratulations, yeah. Joel. I hope That's he's awesome. finding a way to walk when they allow. Maybe it'll happen in 2021. But all these celebrations that we're having in our life and thinking about other people, we decided to do another episode dedicated towards sparkling wine. Don't have to twist your arm to drink uh, sparkling wine. I'd do it every night of the week if I could. We have been doing it every night of the week this we week. We have. It's been a big bubbly week. Celebrating you. This is episode 31, folks. Thanks for tuning in to episode 31. So we're here to talk some wine. We're going to talk about what, what's been going on for your birthday. And we'll have a little talk about the wine from sparkling wine from the Jura region. That's right. Tonight we are drinking... Domaine de Montbergeau. This is Cremant de Jura and it's Brut Zero. This is a sparkling wine from the region of the Jura in France. A tiny, tiny little region that we're going to get into, but it's a delicious sparkling wine that's made in the same method as champagne. So it is totally fitting the bill for tonight. A pure celebration of a, I don't know, this is sort of the between celebration celebration tonight, right? We're sort of, let's recap one celebration and get ready for the next. Yeah, we're going to toast to mothers. I'll toast to that. Toast to you, of course, and toast to those who are graduating in a few weeks. So let's go ahead and get into it. The Jura, I will get into this more. You said it's a small region, but I feel like from the, the Instagram people I follow within the wine world, Jura is like super popular. Oh, it is a Somme, darling. It is a Somme sweet spot and a wine geek spot. Definitely. Because it's such a tiny little region, it has a long history of winemaking, but was remote and kind of protected for a long time. And then Phylloxera hit it super, super hard and wiped out the winemaking. But they had a lot of grape varieties there that didn't make it to other places that are specific to the Jura. And that's still, you know, those are still the traditions today. We'll look forward to hearing more about that, of course. But let's talk about two things. What's going on with our kids this week? Really quickly, let's gloss uh, over that and say the sleeping has been pretty good for the most part. However, until the last couple nights. Yes. And, and, I, and I can say this right now. Sorry to interrupt. It's 100% about sugar. Oh my God. It's sugar. I think it's because we've had some cake and I've I let a few treats sneak into the afternoons and no, I'm paying no, the no, price No, 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 no. It is. So it has been better. You're right. But the night before my birthday was epically bad. It was like, really bad. It was like six months ago bad. It was. It was terrible. And 
I swear it was because I think we made these cookies. Okay, we got them like from a restaurant that were like bake at home, and I was really in the mood for a cookie. I'm like, oh, and they were it's delicious. Four o'clock. Okay, we'll do it. They were the cookies so are delicious. delicious. I'm like, let's just do it. But as I'm eating, I'm like, there is espresso in this. <laughs> I know it. It's like, I know it's popping out the chocolate and I just let Bo eat this and it's like 4.30. Oh my gosh. And it was just a horrific night. Yeah. Horrific. Everything you can imagine. He's dunking his head in the toilet. He's not really dunking his head in the toilet. It wasn't quite that that bad. But it was pretty bad. Up every couple hours. I moved back to sleeping in the kid's room. Bo was in our bed. Then he was in in his own bed. Then the baby was in our bed. Then the baby was back in his room. Then Bo was in our room. Then Bo was back in his room. Then It it was a round robin. We don't need this during this time. We We got enough things to think about. We don't need regression. But let's, let's move past that and let's talk about thoughts on your birthday week. We actually got to go out to Santa Clarita and did a little hike because that's what you wanted to do. You just wanted to get away and get into nature for two hours, which is all we could do with a 17-month-old on, on a hike. Hiking, hey, I don't, I don't recommend hiking with a 17-month-old because you know what? You carry them a lot. Well, if we were prepared, if we were like hikers and we, we were, had- We're not. I'm not not a hiker. By the way, I've been on probably five hikes in my life. I did it because I love Catherine. Well, I did Um, grow up hiking. I love hiking, but it's not something I get to do very often. And, you know, people who are to do it a lot, they can take younger kids because they have backpacks. They know how to do it. They know when to take breaks. They know like the hiking trails and stuff. We're just like, let's go, you know, and I've got this backpack from 1998 that, you know, is still working and we made it work. And it was really fun. Just beautiful to be in nature. Thank you for making the sacrifice to take me hiking and for carrying the kids the majority of the hike. I do, do appreciate that. Well, I appreciate the fact that you got one picture of me from a distance carrying two kids down a hill. Um, You'll have that forever. I will. I will have that forever. And I'll tell that story as I carried you for four miles. It's so great. It Uh, was more like about... 30 yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was fun, I will say, as a person who doesn't hike, just to get out of our house for for an hour. The trails are open in Santa Clarita uh, as of this week, and we saw maybe three other people. And so it was super safe. Yeah, I mean, w- safer than going to the park in Santa Monica, no certainly. I mean, it was it was really, really safe. And it was fabulous just to do something different. So that was a fabulous birthday treat. You set up some wonderful Zooms for me with my friends and my family. We had some amazing cake from Huckleberry a fabulous dinner from Bertie G's, one of the Rustic Canyon restaurants. We had some awesome sparkling wines from Fundamental. Fundamental Tipler Club. Yeah. You have done it. Alicia Those were Kemper. super, super fun. Tug- Incredible wines. Yeah, really, 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 really fun. Really good. Yeah. Talk about great in, sparkling. Yeah. That would be a good, uh, other than Esther's. If you're in downtown LA, yeah. please. She's Look got, she has got Tipper Club. Really a fun. seriously good sparkling list. Yep. And then my favorite birthday present was a collection of books that you got for me from the last bookstore, which I'm super excited about to have time to read sometime that is maybe after the quarantine or I don't know when, when yeah, we yeah, have the last, like babysitter or something. Yeah, exactly. I hope you read some more. But the last bookstore is a, a great store downtown and they're doing sort of blind curations where you kind of tell them what books are inspiring you or books, you know, what styles you like, authors, et cetera. And they put a package together and then mail it to you. And I think that's just a great idea. It's so fun and pretty much exactly what I'm doing for people at Esther's. I totally, but just I, with I wine. said that. So I said that to the person. He sent me an initial list and I was like, just so you know, we do this at this wine store. We're trying to just match make. And so I appreciate your patience. Those are all wrong, those choices that you made. <laughs> 
they're too. F- I use the word quirky to define your writing because that's a word you gave me for your writing sensibility or reading sensibilities. And they took quirky to mean something else. It's sort of like you know, when a wine they want a dry wine or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like the, the terms that we use in wine are similar to how people use terms. In, it's in so literature. true. They're like, how book nerdy is this person? Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, and they went that. too nerdy. They went. They went too way too nerdy. nerdy. Yeah, it's like if someone says to me, "I'm into interesting whites," and I'm like. Ooh, let me find you this really like obscure. And they're like, no, I kind of meant like just Alberino. And I'm like, oh, well, that is interesting. It's just a different world of interesting. Yeah. You got to explain exactly what you mean because adjectives they don't always tell the full story well this is probably our inspiration for the week we might have to just double down on this but i, I want to shout out all the local small businesses that helped out and made your birthday so special and helped me huckleberry like you said birdie g's the last bookstore tipler club all these places and crystal chang crystal who chang. my parents called to make the most beautiful flower arrangement oh she is just Top of the game. We'll post all these uh, these names on Instagram so you can follow them if you're in L.A. area or have family in L.A. area and you want to send some gifts. These are great places to do it. But in that spirit, you have one minute on thoughts on having a birthday in quarantine now that two months of the calendar has been covered in quarantine. So several million people have had birthdays on, under quarantine. I mean, I thought I would be sad. I really did. But so that was good to put the kind of expectations low so that the small things were really, I think, doing something different trying to find something that was just not in our house or at the park or at Esther's was really part of it. That was just really special. And then talking to people you love, talking to my best friends, my family, and you know, just having some surprises really made it feel special. Get different gifts or different parts of the day that I didn't know what was happening. I mean, I don't want to get all sappy, but man, you just killed it. You really killed it. Well, I appreciate that, and I will say this: I got I got the idea of surprise zooms. I mean, I don't I don't want to give anyone uh, thoughts on how to celebrate their birthdays, but I was a part of a surprise zoom for someone's birthday, and I thought that was a really fun, cool idea. So I did that for you, and um, it's nice. It is nice to talk to people. It was um, so so nice. Yeah. So shout out to all the people that are celebrating birthdays under quarantine. You are one. Our son Bo will be one next week, but um, hopefully everyone's out there making it special. One way to make it special, of course sparkling wine sparkling wine all the time so let's talk a little bit about sparkling wine why we're drinking this wine and why we're talking about this wine tonight yeah so sparkling wine by the way can we just recap the name of the wine so tonight just to recap we are drinking domaine de montbergeau cremant de jura the brute zero this is from France, from the Jura region. When we were planning this out, you and I were talking about what the next few weeks look like for the podcast. I said, why don't we do a wine, a sparkling wine that celebrates you, your birthday, but also celebrates people for the upcoming festivities like Mother's Day, other birthdays, graduations, etc. And this is the wine you thought of. So can we talk about, obviously, this wine in general, but the wines from Jura and also like sparkling wines from outside of Champagne and other cool places. So we've already done a, uh, an episode on champagne, episode 12. Talked about the way, the process to make champagne, why it's special, the region, and we drank a great champagne. And I thought it would be really fun tonight to drink a sparkling wine that's made in the same method as champagne that would fool so many people into thinking it's champagne, but it's a great deal and it's something a little special and it's a little off the beaten path. It's just a little geeky, just enough, but you would never guess this. If it was in your glass at a party, you would just be like, wow, this is fabulous. 
fabulous festive sparkling wine, or maybe it's champagne. It's got that crisp, biscuity character. It's got that green apple, that crisp lemon. It's got minerality and all those like elegant, racy aspects of champagne that I love. But it's from somewhere else. It's from the Jura. So whenever you see Cremant on a label in France, that means it's made in the same method as champagne. Now, there are different aging requirements for different regions that have Cremant. There's Cremant de Alsace, Cremant de Loire, Cremant de Bourgogne. This is Cremant de Jura. That means it's sparkling wine made in the champagne method from the Jura region. So I love this because it could fool me and it's a bargain and it's a super small producer. A little bit about the producer and then maybe we'll get into, should I talk about the producer? Yeah, let's do producer and do tasting notes and then talk about the... Okay. Yeah. So I have always been such a fan of this producer for a champagne alternative that just really hits all those notes. Super small producer. They're almost on their fourth generation now, started in the 1920s, and it's run by a woman. Yay, moms! Nicole Darrow. She's got three sons that are already taking part in some of the winemaking, but yay to moms. Um, and they're in the village of Les Etoiles, which is a small appellation within the Jura. Les Etoiles means star, and it means that either because of the hills that are surrounding it or because of these starfish fossils that are all around there. They're super small. The starfish fossils like in the soil? Yeah. Huh. Cool, right? They're super small winery, all organic, viticultural, natural winemaking, hand harvest everything. They make mostly whites, some sparkling, a little bit of red, and their winery is underneath their home and, you know, surrounded by these mountains in the Jura. Then it's aged for 12 months. This particular cuvee is 100% Chardonnay grown on limestone, native yeast. There's no added sulfur. There's no dosage. It's super dry and um, it's a minimum of one year on the lees, which gives it that creamy, biscuity character. So I'm a fan and I love their white wine as well. Let's do a, just a little tasting on this. Let's do it. So the color is like a deep straw or maybe a really light yellow. And we're drinking this out of white wine glasses. I really like drinking sparkling wine out of white wine glasses because I feel like I can put my nose in there a little bit better. I'm feeling like it's really a wine and not just a celebratory beverage. And I can see how the bubbles are. So in my glass, the bubbles are small. The perlage, that's how... Yeah, that's a word from previous episode yeah. for sure. <laughs> how fast and how frequent um, the bubbles are coming up. I would say medium. They're collecting on the top here. I swirl the glass. I see some medium-ish body legs coming down. This has some texture and, and weight to it. Now I'm going to put my nose in there. You've already drank your whole glass. I did. I did <laughs> drink my whole glass. I'm still celebrating you. Right up the top, I just get that biscuity character. I mean, I'm trying to smell fruit first, but I just get that biscuit. Green apple, lemon, yellow apple, kind of like hard rockiness to it. Biscuit. Did we say that? First thing you said. Golly. That's all you get. It's there. Yeah. Which is what you want. I mean, that's what I think of champagne. That's kind of like the indulgent, rich part of champagne, right? So now let's taste it. 
tons of lemon, tons of tart, tart green apple. It's all in the front palate and the bubbles kind of explode in the front of your palate and then dissipate and your mouth is super watery. I mean, it's got great acidity. It's very dry, but there's a lot of that that lemon and green apple that keep it fruity. It doesn't feel too acidic. It doesn't feel like it feels complete despite being no dosage. So that's no added sugar. So this is a very, very dry, sparkling wine. Now, there's one word that you used previously that took me a while to understand about sparkling wine, champagne specifically, which you talk about the lees. So can we just do a little bit of a, if we, we take one thing away, like educationally this week, let's talk about the lees. Yeah. So with sparkling wine, it's like a regular wine at first, right? So you've got your grapes, you've got your yeast. Your yeast eats the sugars in the grapes. You have alcohol, you have CO2, you have heat, and then you have dead yeast cells. And usually those are either filtered out or racked out. Sometimes they're not. But in sparkling wine, the first wine that you make, the base wine, they often are. You don't want those as a factor once you start the second fermentation. So you have this base wine, right? Then you put that base wine into your bottles. You add a little bit more yeast, you add a little bit more sugar and you put a crown cap on, like a beer cap, and you let that sit. So now that extra sugar and that extra yeast are working together. The yeast is eating the sugar and then you've got those dead yeast cells. Those are called lees. Now in champagne, it's a minimum of 12 months that it has to sit on those lees. This wine in particular in particular, it sits 12 months on those leaves. That's what gives it a creaminess. This. Uh, so you're saying the dead yeast cells are sitting within the bottle exactly, for 12 months. Exactly. They give it that creaminess, that biscuity character, that yeast that you smell on the nose, that champagne thing. Then after those 12 months, there's a process of riddling or there's a process of getting those dead yeast cells into the neck of the bottle. The bottle's been horizontal for that whole time. Very, very slowly, you're tipping the bottle so that the neck is pointed down. Now, this used to happen by hand, a process called riddling, and someone would do this by turning the bottles little by little every single, you know, multiple times a day. Now they can do it with big machines within like 24 hours. But anyway, the point is to get those yeast cells at the end of the neck of the bottle. Then you freeze that neck. Those little yeast cells pop out like a little hockey puck. You put your little dosage in there and then you put the cork in and you're ready to go or you're ready to let it sit and be in bottle like that until you're ready to sell it. In this case there's no dosage. So in this it's case just, there's no dosage. So right. the leads come out basically and they re-cork. Absolutely. And then it's ready to rock and roll if they want to sit on it they can. Right. Huh. It is complicated. It's something you kind of keep hearing over and over again. So each time there are listeners out there that are familiar with sparkling wine, so this may be fam- you know familiar to you, but there's some new listeners out there that are, are wanting to know more about wine. So these are things that I need to be taught several times over. So we'll keep talking about these each time we talk about sparkling I wine. I mean, frankly, you've got to learn it like three times, and then you have to tell it to somebody else. And once you've told it to somebody else, you're like, okay, now I think I know this. That and also you should go visit. Yeah, w- once coronavirus is Five over, years we have from a vaccination. Now, plan yes. your trip to Champagne and go and watch have it happen. Your real experience. Yeah. Oh man, or the Jura. Or the Jura, and I will say you're right about this wine. This wine does taste like it could be Champagne. I mean, it's kind of remarkable. It really is incredible. And that's and this is like 
a great wine for less than 50 bucks that you're like, you could pass off to so many people as champagne. It's a good deal. Very cool. So maybe we should talk a little bit about the Jura as well and why we picked this. So the Jura is in France. It's a tiny region, one of the smallest regions, and it's on the eastern side. It's between Burgundy and Switzerland. It's in the hills. It's not exactly a mountain, but it's sort of surrounded by mountains, but you can see them. And like I said before, there's been winemaking there for centuries and centuries, but it's been so isolated. So the certain grape varietals that are really unique to the Jura, you don't see in a lot of other places. Grape varietals like Trousseau, Poulsard, Sauvignon. This wine tonight is 100% Chardonnay. And that's a huge grape varietal there as well. And it is the grape varietal in most of the Cremants from the Jura. Pinot Noir is there as well. But these lighter style reds and then these really interesting, more full-bodied and textural white wines. So the Jura is in these little hills. There are long cold winters, there are super hot summers, and there's limestone, which we've talked about, I'm sure, on maybe every episode, how limestone and grapevines are just like magic together. Anywhere there's limestone in the world, grow vines, like it's going to work out. But the other thing that the Jura is really, really known for is this certain super nerdy, super specific kind of wine called Vin Jean, which we are not drinking tonight. Now, if you really want to put your esoteric shoes on, go get some Vin Jean. It is the super stinky cheese of the wine world. How do you spell that? It's Mm V-I-N-J-A-U-N-E. It literally means yellow wine. And it is yellow in color and for a reason. It's nutty. It's super austere. And it's made from 100% Sauvignon. Now, this grape varietal isn't necessarily super weird. You can have a clean version of Sauvignon. But it's about the way that they produce the wine. So it's... Goes through a normal fermentation and then it sits in barrel. And normally, when a wine sits in barrel, they top off the barrel with wine as wine evaporates in order to protect it from oxygen because oxygen ages wine, right? In this case, they do not. They let it go. And so what happens naturally is that this layer of yeast forms on the top of the wine, a layer of yeast that's called floor, the same thing that happens in sherry in Spain. And so this gives it this kind of oxidized, nutty, crazy character that's just super, super unique. It's not vinegar, it's still wine, but it's really austere. It has to age six years. And most of them, if you find it, are crazy expensive because it's not easy to make. But there are versions of white wines that use this method, but that aren't Vinjan and aren't fully aged that way that you could get and sort of try it. Other Sauvignons. Other than Vinjan, there's lots of, as I mentioned before, light, pretty reds, some funky oxidized whites, but also like just pretty Chardonnays from the Jura. But it is just this sommelier darling this region i think because it's small i think because the wines are geeky and also because the wines are super food friendly that's part of it are there a lot of sparkling wines coming out of the jar so many sparkling wines i mean over half of the export is sparkling wine really yeah and it's a great way to get to know the region because it's just accessible this wine would be so joyful to anybody you know you don't have to be a geek to enjoy this like it's just 
delicious wine. Most of them are Chardonnay, but they have to be at least mostly Chardonnay, Poulsard, and Pinot Noir. You can find rosé sparkling. You can find white sparkling. It can be super dry like this, or it can be have a little dosage or be even slightly off dry. But yeah, it's been a big part of their production. Well, one thing I want to say about this wine that we talked about in previous episodes was getting to know your importer and how looking on the back of your label, you can start to figure out wines. And you told me that one listener actually was doing that. Sure, there's many of you out there that are hopefully doing it, but like you told me specifically, someone said to you, I have been turning my bottles around and looking at labels, and I find myself liking X or Y importer. And this is an importer that you should know. This is from Neil Rosenthal. Anytime you see a Rosenthal on the back of your your bottles, you know that you're going to get some really thoughtful There's just a lot of quality. Quality, exactly. Absolutely. to me, I was excited when I, I saw the wine tonight. I was like, oh, it's Rosenthal because I felt like I'm being taken care of because I know how thoughtful Neil Rosenthal and his company is when it comes to choosing the wines with which they work. So just a reminder for people out there that like turn your labels around as you're drinking the wines and looking who's bringing those wines in and start to take notes, start to remember like, oh, I really like this wine. Who brings it in? Is it similar to the other wines I like? Absolutely. Food pairings for people out there graduating soon. Mother's Day parties. What are we pairing with this one? Oh, man. What doesn't it pair with? That's my real I would, I would question. Agree. When we talk about the cheese we've been eating in from Esther's? Oh, my gosh. We've been just noshing on this most decadent camembert cheese. It's insane. This would be great with that. Um, this is great with breakfast. This is great with, well, with breakfast, I do like it. Although, I probably wouldn't waste it on breakfast. I'd love it with any kind of salty foods. I mean, frankly, it would be great with those salt and vinegar chips we've been eating at 5 o'clock. But this is also great with any kind of those little, I don't know, snacky appetizers. Make yourself some deviled eggs and have this <laughs> champagne. Or I love that. Get some salty cheese or some gooey brie and have this... Cremant. You can also have it with fried chicken. You can also have it with roast chicken. You can have it with meatloaf. Like sparkling wine just makes anything you're eating that much better. I'd have it with pizza. Case in point, for your birthday, we are deciding about between a Pinot from Burgundy and another white wine. And we, we tasted the protein that we were having from Bertie G's and we were like we got to go sparkling here because it's just it's a bit spicy and sparkling wine kind of covers that for you it really does it, it's so refreshing on the palate that when you do have something spicy something sparkling just kind of cleans your palate and it ends up going really well I think and as far as local wine stores and local wine purveyors how can we help get the our listeners closer to finding this wine if you can't find this wine in the stores maybe it's wine sparkling wines from the jura maybe it's cremants some thoughts on how to find a wine that i think uh, all of those are great options keep your list of what sparkling wines you don't want i want a sparkling wine but i don't want champagne i don't want prosecco and i don't want cava what other sparklings do you have or what sparklings do you have that are made in the same method as champagne now cava is made in the same method as champagne so that would count but cremant is a great word to look for cremant de alsace cremant de bourgogne cremant de loire cremant de jura yeah i love discovering that word a few years ago and thinking about that a lot that's c-r-e-m-a-n-t for those out there trying to delve deeper into the wine world this wine's delicious. It really is. And it, let me tell you, we opened this when we started the podcast, and it's just gotten better. It's gotten more open and complex, but it's still bubbly and refreshing. It's a great wine. Yeah. So do we have any of these bottles at Esther's? Hope we do. So for those of I you- I hope. Yeah. 
<laughs> Unless we sell out tomorrow. Or, or we drink them all. <laughs> yeah. But if you're out there trying to celebrate Mother's Day or you're, you have a graduation for someone in the family coming up, think about uh, this wine from Esther's or some other local wine store or think about a Cremant and grab it from your local wine store and let's celebrate. I mean, I think this is particularly good because it's a mom who made it. Yeah. You and, know? And, and you talk about the aff- it's affordable. Like, it's, it's very affordable. hard to find a delicious, affordable, organic, sparkling exactly. wines. Exactly. So... There you go. Go out and grab one today, folks. Let's cheers. Okay, now we come to the last portion of the evening, which is what is inspiring us this week. I have two things. One, I'm just going to say that one, uh, our good friend Jasper Sortoon, um, who we've talked about previously on the podcast and listens to the podcast, gave Catherine a birthday gift, and it was a bean stew t-shirt. Oh, boy. I know you avid Look listeners. Look for it. Wait know, for it. I know you avid listeners of the show will love the fact that every week, Every podcast, Catherine recommends bean stew as the perfect pairing for the wine. Every podcast from now on, I'm going to be wearing that shirt. Yeah, so all our pictures are going to be bean stew, so look out for that. every ounce of me not to wear it for my video at Esther's this week, but I wanted the long-finished listeners to see it first. You get the sneak peek, yeah. So look out for the bean stew shirt from Jasper Sortoon. So that's my one inspiration. It's going to be our new long-finished shirt. We should, we should do that. We'll get some merch going. Be so good. I know uh, our listener, Michael Mitch, out in Australia, was said he wants to do. Um, what merch did he want to do? He wanted to do. Uh, I'm super excited about this one. Ooh, t-shirt. I like that too. <laughs> um, well, obviously, my inspirations go to the people we talked about earlier, the local wine um, stores and shops that we use to celebrate Catherine's birthday. So we'll put the list of all those people on Instagram and Twitter and listen to, uh, to the podcast again for those purveyors. But also, I want to shout out my good friend, Kevin Bigley and collaborator who loves wine. I made a delivery to his house during quarantine last month. But he has two cool things out in the world. Um, he has a book that he's written called Comaville. It's a fiction novel called Comaville out by Clash Books. So look for that. We'll put that out there. And he's an actor writer, as I said. And I've collaborated with him on a couple of projects, uh, both of his and mine. And he's in a new Greg Daniels show. Greg Daniels, you'll know as one of the creators of The American, The Office, and Parks and Recreation, co-creator, has a new show on Amazon called Upload. So check that out. Check out my guy, Kevin Bigley, who's doing just great things, getting his hands dirty, making stuff, writing novels, acting in cool comedies and drinking wine from friends shops love it yeah shout out to uh kevin bigley and his wife kate cobb thank you for supporting us and we are happy to support you Catherine, what do you have i am hugely inspired hugely inspired by my friend and long finished podcast listener crystal chang crystal chang has her own flower company and she makes insane arrangements beautiful arrangements of flowers. She does them for businesses like Esther's. She does them for weddings, events, and she just does them for friends or individual customers. And every single time I have a birthday or it's Mother's Day or Easter or anything, I always ask for flowers from her and hopefully someone listens. And this time my parents sent me this beautiful arrangement from her and in it are these coral charm peonies that are just the most romantic flowers I've ever seen in my life. I am inspired by things that touch me and 
just right to the core in a heartwarming way right now. And these flowers are doing it. And all her arrangements have such whimsy and heart to them. Check her out. I know Crystal's done the flower arrangements for Esther's for almost the past five years, basically Correct. within the, the opening of the of our store. Yep. And she's also done many tutorials at Esther's. Oh yeah. Uh, whether it's whether it's wreaths or Mother's Day events or Valentine's Day get-togethers, like she's a big part of Esther's. And hopefully, one day when this vaccine comes out, we can have these sort of uh, event gatherings again. You'll check out Crystal Chang and her events because she's really, really talented and um, and like you said, makes a, a lot of fun. And so they're just so unique, yeah. really, really special. Yeah. All right, that's episode 31. Episode 31 is in the books. Oh, boy. Thank you to everyone for listening to the show, continuing to listen to us as we talk about wine. We look forward to coming back to you next week with an all-new episode. Catherine, where can they find you and The Long Finish on social media? You can find me at Catherine Weil Coker on Instagram and Catherine Weil Coker on Facebook. And you can find The Long Finish at The Long Finish on Instagram and The Long Finish on Facebook. You can find The Long Finish on Twitter at TLFpod. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tug Coker. Thanks again to everyone for listening to the show. Thank you to everyone that continues to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. It means so much to us. Look forward to coming back next week with an all-new episode. And until then, everyone out there, stay safe, stay healthy, continue to practice social distancing, and happy drinking. Ciao.